It was 1968. It had been a year since I had escaped from the Vatican's secret army, the Watch. I was still trying to get used to the way the world had changed. Automobiles, airplanes, telephones. Technology had changed greatly during my captivity. So I was very surprised when I had received the message and who it was from. To say the least, I was curious. The diner must have been a good twenty years old. It looked run down and in need of repair. But the lunchtime crowd was in and every booth was full. So I sat down at the counter. Welcome to Beekman's Diner. What can I get for you? I take it mead is out of the question. Mead? What's that? One of them hippie drinks? Never mind, I'll have tea. What kind do you want, then? We got Earl Grey, Orange Pico, and... He likes black tea. No milk, and no sugar. Right, black tea it is. Pale man. Father Malachi? I do have to admit, I am surprised you came, given our past history together. Your message was intriguing. Besides, even the watch isn't foolish enough to try and capture someone with this many witnesses. Don't flatter yourself. We've captured monsters in crowds larger than this. Besides, His Holiness the Pope Paul has declared you off-limits. He has? Yes. He has decided your agenda is somehow fulfilling the will of God. So we are not to interfere with you. Well, that's new. Too bad he couldn't have done that 50 years ago. He was just a boy then, and not yet Pope. However, if I had it my way, we would lock you away in some dark pit. So you would never see the light of day again. You might have others fooled, pale man. But I know you for what you are. And what is it you think I am? You're in league with the beast himself. Your presence alone brings chaos. Well, fortunately your boss doesn't see it that way. Popes die and are replaced, pale man. You may have this one convinced you're on the side of the angels. The next one may not see it the same way. Oh, yes, what, whatever. What is it you want, Malachi? You're boring me. The night you escaped, others escaped with you. I know, I held the door open for one or two of them. What you do not know is that he escaped as well. Did he now? Yes. Well, good for him. I still have no idea what the hell you're talking about. The miracle of Bethany. Oh, Lazarus. So let me guess. You want me to go find him and return him to you? No. He has already been found. Indeed, he's already on his way back to Vatican City. And what do you want from me? He has been spreading his, uh, gift around. How bad? Very. Started north of New Orleans. We were able to contain the outbreak. However, there is another one here in Pennsylvania, and it is spreading. I see. But what do you want me to do about it? We want you to stop it. You're on ground zero right now. What? Did I forget to mention? The entire region is saturated with the walking dead. It's just a matter of time before things spiral completely out of control. Which reminds me, I need to be leaving soon. Won't be safe here much longer. You're still a mean bastard, aren't you, Malachi? You set this up just so I could fix it for you. That's what it'll say in my report. Who better to deal with monsters than another monster? But the truth is, I hope you die here. I don't care what Pope Paul says. You're too great a threat, pale man. The world will be better off without you. With those kind words of encouragement, Malachi got up and left the diner. 
A moment later, the waitress came back with my tea. There you go. Is there anything else I can get for you? You wouldn't have any zombie repellent by any chance? Zom... what? Never mind. Bad joke. It was then the gas truck slammed into the diner and exploded. I have no idea what caused the truck to go out of control and crash into the diner, but I had a pretty good idea when I saw the dead making their way behind it. It was like a page out of Dante's Inferno. Half the diner was engulfed in flames. I had been blown back by the explosion. Other patrons had not been so lucky. Their burnt bodies laid where they had been all but incinerated. What was worse was the sight of the dead making their way to feed on the cooked bodies. I got up and looked out at the shattered remains of the window. More of the dead were coming all the time. There were dozens of them, all making their way to the diner. What the hell is happening? We need to get out of here now. But what's happening? Who are those people? What the hell's wrong with them? I don't have time to explain. Do you have a car? What? A car, a means of getting around. I drive my Uncle George's old truck. It's out by the gas pumps. Come on. I grabbed the waitress's hand and dragged her out of the diner. She was in a state of shock, and who could blame her? Others were pouring out of the diner, trying to get away from the flames, only to fall into the waiting arms of the hungry dead. I lashed out at the closest zombie, knocking it to the ground. This is all crazy! Listen, I need you to focus. We have to get out of here or we're both dead. Where is your truck? Right over there! Let's go. We quickly got into the truck. More of the dead started showing up and we were surrounded. The waitress started rummaging through her purse. All the while the dead got closer and closer. We need to go! I'm trying to buy my keys! I hope I didn't leave me the diner. We don't have time for this. I reached out and put my hand on the ignition. The truck roared to life. How did you do that? It's complicated. Now get us out of here. The waitress put the truck into gear and jammed the gas pedal down. A moment later, we were out on the open road. We should be okay for a little while at least. What were those things? Zombies. What? Zombies. Reanimated corpses that feed off the living. I know what zombies are. It's just... This is insane. How can zombies be real? The same way you and I are. Only they're the walking dead. Oh, I see. I think. My name's Morgan, by the way. Morgan Romero. I'm Byron. Nice to meet you, Byron. I guess. So where are we going? I'm going to need to get some things before the situation gets worse. So where do we go? I need holy water. Where's the closest Catholic church? St. Thomas is over by the Evans City Cemetery. Then that's where we need to go. As we drove, it became clear the dead were everywhere. As evening came, you could see them shambling along the sides of the road and the surrounding countryside. Every so often, we would pass a large number of the dead, gorging themselves on the ghoulish remains of someone they'd caught. Others would try to grab onto the truck as we passed by. Some even tried to give chase, but they were far too slow to prove any threat. We listened to the radio on our way to the church. 
Biologists have released a report stating that the bodies of the recently dead are returning to life, driven by an unknown force that enables the brain to continue to function. Doctors at Evans City Hospital reject that theory, calling it preposterous beyond belief. They feel the only reasonable explanation could be a germ, a bacteria, or virus that has a mind-altering effect on its victims, though how such a germ could have been delivered so quickly and over such a vast area remains a mystery. These reactivated bodies are weak and uncoordinated, but they are capable of inflicting serious damage to people and property. They are to be considered extremely dangerous, especially when encountered in large numbers. These reactivated bodies will attack warm-blooded animals of all species, including human beings, without provocation, and will devour the flesh of any prey. Dr. Soreth of the Neurology Department of Pennsylvania had this to say. Already worse than I thought. Malachi's gonna have a hard time covering this up. Malachi? A complete and total bastard I knew back in Rome. It's not important. So these... zombies... How are they coming back like this? The traditional way. It's a side effect of being bitten. It passes on the infection. Oh. So if I get bitten... You die and become a zombie. Have you ever heard the story of Lazarus? Lazarus? From the Bible? Isn't he the one that Jesus rose from the dead? The Great Experiment. Warned him about it. He was always so stubborn, never did listen to a word I said. What are you talking about? Jesus' test run for resurrection. A lot of things can go wrong when you come back from death, so Jesus wanted to test resurrection out before he subjected himself to it. Work out any problems or bugs in his method. So he tried it out on someone else first. On Lazarus? Only Lazarus came back as the walking dead. The very first zombie. And that's what's causing all of this? Yes, sadly. Lazarus was a good man. He deserved better than being turned into a monster. How do you know all of this? I've been around a long time. I've seen a lot. Do you know how to stop this? The only way to stop a zombie is to destroy the brain. You kill the brain, you kill the zombie. There are too many of them here. The effect is spreading too fast. Is that why you need the holy water then? Will that stop them? Will? Will it stop them or not? Answer me, Baron. Just get me to the church. We had to drive across the graveyard to reach the church. There were a number of walking dead lumbering around the headstones. Once they saw the truck, they stopped what they were doing and began to follow. We're here. This is the church. It was an older building, white paint peeling off its sides. The wooden doors at the front were warped by the weather and in bad need of replacing. To say the least, the building had seen better days. We quickly got out of the truck. I picked up a crowbar from the back just in case we might have a nasty encounter. Oh my god. They're coming. Expected as much. Get inside, quickly. I don't think this door's gonna hold them out for long. I fear you're right. Then what do we do? Find what we came here for. Ah, there we go. I walked over to the holy water fountain. Pulling a small bottle from my coat, I plunged it into the water until it was filled up. There, that should be enough. Oh no. How do we get out? Not that way, obviously. Come on. But where are we going? Somewhere I can work. We made our way behind the altar and through a door. 
we entered a small rectory. We quickly closed and locked the door behind us. There, this should hold them out if any of them get into the church. For a little while, at least. Byron! Look over there! I turned from the door and looked at where Morgan was pointing. On the floor was the body of a church priest, or rather, what was left of him. Kneeling on the floor beside him was a small girl who was feasting on what remained of his entrails. Half her face was missing. Great chunks of flesh had been torn from her arms and legs. Not that she seemed to mind. Her dress was covered in dark red gore. She stopped feeding and looked at Morgan and me. Then slowly, she began to stand up. Byron! What do we do? I stepped between Morgan and the zombie girl. I raised the crowbar and brought it down hard on her skull. Again and again, I smashed the dead creature in the head until she dropped to the floor and remained still. What about him? Are we saving here with... with that? I walked over to the dead priest. His eyes suddenly snapped open and he began to stir. I repeated the same exercise I had on the young girl until I was certain he would never get up again. Are we safe now? Safe is a very relative term at the moment. I need to get to work. I don't think we have a lot of time. I found an empty wooden bowl on the bookshelf. I poured the holy water into it. I then began to mix in some oils and herbs I kept in my coat. Powder of arrowroot, blessed thistle and red clover, just to name a few. I needed to get everything in this concoction in the right order. Otherwise the spell would not work and I would have to start over again from scratch. Something told me I didn't have much time to pull this off. Morgan, in the meantime, was watching a TV she had found in the rectory. Chief, uh, if I were surrounded by six or eight of these things, would I stand a chance with them? Well, there's no problem. If you had a gun, shoot them in the head. That's a sure way to kill them. If you don't, get yourself a club or a torch. Beat them or burn them. They go up pretty easy. Are they slow moving, Chief? Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Thank you very much, Chief McClellan. This Turn it off. I'm finding it very distracting. I'm sorry. I just don't know what else to do right now. Stay alive. That's all you need to do for the moment. That's funny. Really. I mean it. So what is this that you're making? It looks like soda. It is not soda. I'm mixing a variety of items with the holy water. So why did you need the holy water? Holy water is just the precursor. Precursor? What does that mean? It's a compound that participates in the chemical reaction that produces another compound. And this compound will stop the zombies? No. Not even close. But it will act as a window. A window? You're using holy water to make a window? You're completely mad, aren't you? Mad as a hatter. There. Just needs one more element to complete it. And what's that? A sacrifice. Morgan never saw the knife flash out of my coat let alone stab her in the stomach and rip its way up her heart. She was taken completely by surprise. Just as I'd wanted it. I could feel her warm life's blood pour out onto my hand. But I knew I couldn't stop yet. Not yet. I'd only just begun. I tore the knife from her body and slashed her throat open. Her life's blood sprayed me in the face and across my clothing. Several drops landed in the bowl with the holy water. 
Morgan was dead before her body hit the floor. A brilliant pillar of black fire erupted from the wooden bowl. It faded quickly away, and in its place stood a being dressed in a jet-black suit. He was dressed much as one might expect of a mortician from the Victorian era. Long dark coat, bow tie and tall hat. He had a neatly trimmed goatee upon his face. But it was his eyes that stood out the most, or rather, the absence of them. Just two pools of ebony darkness staring back at me. I spy with my little eye someone pale and nasty. That was somewhat harsh even by your standards, wouldn't you say, pale man? I did what I had to. Besides, would you have come here if I'd simply asked? No. You do have a point there. Interesting use of holy water. I imagine some of the host will not be happy with how you corrupted its true nature to get me here. I would say it's a pleasure to see you again, Death. But we both know that would be a lie. So tell me, pale man, why have you dragged me to the mortal plane? Haven't noticed what's going on outside, I take it? Indeed. I have been following current events. It has often been said that when there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. I do not think that this is what they had in mind, do you? I want you to stop all of this. Me? <laughs> Given our past history with one another, what makes you think I am capable of or even willing to help you? Rome. Ah, yes. There is that. At the moment, the other powers do not know of your role in what went down there. If you'd like to keep it that way, I could use your help stopping what is going on here. You're blackmailing me? Don't look at it that way. Think of it as one old friend helping out another. <sighs> Very well. By this time tomorrow, the dead shall be, well, dead again, for lack of a better term. I would advise you to stay here for tonight, though. It will take me some time to complete this task. I understand. Thank you, Death. Oh, don't thank me. You've really left me no other choice. But understand this, pale man. A day will come when we shall have a reckoning. On that day, I will see you pay for your betrayal. And I shall take great pleasure in your suffering. Until next time... Death vanished, leaving me alone in the rectory, with only the dead bodies of the young girl, the priest, and Morgan to keep me company. I sat down in a small chair looking at Morgan's still body. I told myself I had done what I needed to. And yet, when I looked at Morgan's still form, I couldn't help but feel that there should have been a better way. The next morning I left the church rectory. Several zombies had broken in during the night. I heard them moving about from the safety of the rectory. But now in the morning light they were still and lifeless once more. I pulled my coat closer against me as I stepped outside into the autumn morning. I could see a bonfire burning in a distant field. Members of a local militia were gathering up the bodies of the dead and tossing them into the flames. There were a few zombies still stumbling about in the field. The militia was making quick work of these stragglers. Soon none of the walking dead would be left. It would not be easy to keep the events of last night from the local media. But that was the watcher's concern. I had done my bit. 
had stopped this night of the living dead. And all I had to do was murder a young woman. As I started walking away from the church, I couldn't help but feel once more that there should have been a better way. You've been listening to The Byron Chronicles Halloween Special, Season 4, Episode 3, The Night of 68, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, A.J. Clarkson as Morgan, Julian Bain as Father Malachi, George Casana as the Sheriff, Bruce Busby as the radio announcer, Bill Cardeal as the field reporter, and Philip Weber as Death. Byron Theme by Kai Hartwig. Script edited by George S. Nader. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. This is Darren Marlar. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production.